This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let me tell you about our sponsor. Spotlight sponsor is uh, American Financing. American Financing urges you, as do I, that you take 10 minutes today or tomorrow and you call and find out if uh, they can save you a buttload of money. If you, <laughs> is if that you, their official terminology? That is. That a is. That's a load of money. That's what they sent to me. They said, really? "Please, Glenn, buttloads of money are available." I don't think that's what they're saying. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I just did. I read just, my email. Are you a doctor? I'm not a doctor. Okay, thank you. I did just do business with American Financing, <laughs> and at no point did they use the term buttload. Did you save a buttload? I did save a buttload, but there they did not go. use the term buttload. Well, I'm just saying, you can call it whatever you want. You know, hey, lower interest rates or save a buttload of money <laughs> means the same thing. Uh, I want you to call them today. If you are paying 4% or more on your mortgage, you're going to save a lot of money. It's American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. They work for you, not the banks. AmericanFinancing.net. All right. We have a massive breaking story uh, that we are going to break. It's uh, up on the blue, uh, theblaze.com right now. It's an exclusive story. Of course it is. Will it be picked up or anybody do anything about it? Nah. But while we have a voice, we're going to scream from the mountaintops the truth. Next. Well, evidence that we are actually living the book 1984 in real time. I want to point that out to you, but then we got to get right to a breaking story that's just been released by theplays.com. You can find it there along with the video. It is major, major news. Will it be picked up by the mainstream media? Will anybody do anything about it? No, I highly doubt it. I mean... Donald Trump has the deep state up against the wall with a pitchfork and no one's willing to push it through. This election is more important than ever, but it is being stolen right from underneath our feet. I'll prove it to you in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck program. Who are you? Your identity. It's just not wrapped up in how much money you have in the bank. It's the type of person that you are, who others know you to be, the things that you've done, the things that you're doing. It's your level of credibility and the security of the place you create in this world for your own family to grow. Your identity and your word is really the only thing that you have in the end. 
And when cyber criminals try to reach in and steal part of it, they absolutely have to be stopped. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. And every day we put our information at risk on the Internet and cyber criminals keep finding new ways to steal identities. And you're going to miss certain identity threats if you're just monitoring your credit. Fortunately for all of us, including me and you, LifeLock is there to uh, to protect you. And if anybody does try to steal it or, God forbid, steal it, they have a dedicated team that works to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock will see the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BACK. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK for 25% off. It's LifeLock.com. Let me go. You know what? I... Let me go to a citizen's brief. Can we do that, Sarah? Attention. You are about to be addressed by the Ministry of Truth. This is your citizen brief. So this is actually your your citizen's brief here, uh, showing you that we are actually living in 1984. I don't know if you saw this or you or your friends realize the danger that uh, of something that happened yesterday. The uh, the term uh, sexual preference was changed in the dictionary yesterday. Miriam Webster changed it in real time. The term allegedly now implies that a person uh, or apparently applies to those who think that people can choose who they are sexually or romantically attracted to. Stu, can you help me out? Uh, Because I thought everything is a choice that you can make at any time. You could choose to be a butterfly. That is what I was told, but that was last week i think two weeks ago was the opposite so just hours after supreme court nominee amy coney barrett used the term sexual preference during her senate judiciary committee hearing longtime american dictionary company miriam webster officially deemed the phrase offensive it was not offensive when she said it if you look at the screenshots of miriam's miriam webster's dictionary before she said it, Incredible. there was no reference to being offensive. But as soon as the Democrats started dogpiling on her, Miriam Webster changed the meaning and the definition of the word in real time and described it as offensive and outdated. This is this is 1984. 1984. Now, let me give you another story. How the press, how those who control our culture, those who control uh, the information flow, how they are covering for the corruption that is going on. And no, I'm not talking yet about the Joe Biden story yesterday. Social media is now changing the rules 
so they can stop people from talking about actual stories. You remember that Donald Trump was peeing over every hooker in, a, in the world uh, four years ago. Remember that story? Oh, yeah. They had to rush to judgment on that one. Look at what he did in Moscow. We now know all of that was a concoction from the Hillary Clinton campaign and also greenlit by President Obama and Joe Biden in the Oval Office. We know it. We also have told you what was going on in Ukraine. Now more documents have come out. And the, the social media giants say, you can't print any of that. Last night, I showed you what was happening just in uh, the, the voter fraud. We were flagged for promoting it. We didn't even put any of the information. And you know what they had the balls to say? That the title of our show could be misleading without all of the information. Oh, so if I post the information, I'm damned. If I don't post the uh, information, I'm damned. Uh, they they redirected uh, all of our uh, all of our posts and promotion uh, to you know credible websites that were talking about how there is no fraud, there is no problem with the vote. I don't even know how they're going to cover or allow us to cover the breaking story that you probably will not find for long on Facebook or Twitter or anything else. But it is up right now at blaze, the blaze.com the blaze.com make that your home website because you are not going to get these stories through social media very soon. You probably won't get this one. We have posted a video today. David Steinberg, who is going to be on with us here for, uh, in just a second, he is the guy who has brought us the Elon Omar updates. Elon Omar. Elon Omar. Elon Omar. Here's the story from Blaze TV. A few thousand votes in swing state Minnesota may decide November's presidential election. In recent years, multiple Somali Americans living in Minneapolis St. Paul have come forward to describe vote buying, ballot harvesting, and intimidation operations of a historic scope in the Democratic Party controlled area. Some have brought evidence to the state and federal law enforcement, though little action, for some unknown reason, has not been taken. These whistleblowers explicitly named Representative Elon Omar, her campaign director, Ali Icy, and other Democratic Party members as being involved. This year, local political activist and Democratic Party member... I think you pronounce it Sacido Shea, ran for the Minneapolis City Council seat in Ward 6. She has a long political resume. 
Shea has been appointed to several state boards by Minnesota's governor. She has also served as the Minneapolis Democratic Party fundraising director. On July 6th, she released a 15-minute video of herself speaking in Somali. Well, because the press doesn't speak Somali, they didn't take any interest in it. She announced that she was not suspending her campaign, but she would no longer be campaigning door to door. She spoke in this 15-minute video about how upset she was by how many voters she encountered who expected her to pay $200 a vote. She was angry that local Democrats had taken advantage of so many elderly Somali-American refugees who, she said, sincerely do not know that vote-buying is a serious federal crime in the United States. She also specifically describes two incidences that she had witnessed. She added that anyone thinks that she's a snitch, quoting her, needs to understand that law enforcement and others already know, quote, end quote. That everyone involved could eventually get turned in by friends and family, presumably, if law enforcement finally shows up with evidence and leverage. Shay also also, uh, stated that these terrible things, using her words, simply need to stop because they will destroy the Somali-American community and their children's hopes for a future in America. As of today, this article's publication... Her July 6th video is still live on her campaign page. We have it at Blaze TV. I would uh, suggest that you burn this to uh, DVD or your disc. The full video can be viewed at Blaze TV. The relevant relevant portion begins at the five-minute mark. It's followed by an English translation of her video. And it was provided to us by a native Somali language speaker. And then we we had this story for about a week. We wanted to check everything a second time. So a second independent translator translated it again. Watch the video. Her emotion and demeanor show her to be a Democrat, but an American patriot. She did, however, not respond for additional comment on our story. You can read the full transcript and see her video at blazetheblaze.com, theblaze.com. We'll have more on this story with the guy who actually did all of the work coming up in just a few minutes. Alan Omar. Let me tell you about relief factor. Uh, What's your pain keeping you from? What's it keeping you from doing? Who's it keeping you from enjoying it with? I love to paint. um, But a couple of years ago, I I didn't even think I would be able to write in in longhand anymore, which a lot of people hate, but I, I really love it. That was before relief factor was a part of my life. What's your story? What is it that you really don't do anymore because the enjoyment isn't worth the sacrifice of the pain anymore? What would you like to what would you like to do? What would you like to be free of? How would you like to get your life back? Relief factor, not a drug, developed by doctors, and seventy percent of the people who try it go on to order more. I did, and it works for me. Nineteen ninety five is your three week quick start to see if it works. 
Get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. David Steinberg is coming up in uh, just a second and the uh, editor of the New York Post to talk about what uh, Twitter and Facebook did to them yesterday when they printed a story about Hunter and Joe Biden. Uh, Gang, if if we lose the Senate and the White House, uh, we are toast, absolute toast. Please find somebody that is is waffling back and forth uh, and give them the information, the real information. Send them to watch our shows on Blaze TV so they can actually see the documentation and the truth. Um, Wake them up if you can. Don't waste time on people that are just dead set in their point of view. You got to approach people who still have an open mind and are wondering what's going on. Help them understand and then bring them to a polling place. I um, I get very frustrated because I don't know. Well, I do know. I do know. There are too many people in this government right now that think that they are right and the American people can't be trusted with their own freedom. They can't be trusted with their own vote. They have to be told what to do. And so they will take this election in any way that they can get it. This goes against everything America has always stood for. America established the people established a government to protect the rights that's their number one job and are they protecting the rights of you for your voice to be heard you know there's this great movie by frank capra called i am john doe and it is it could have been written today they panned it back during the FDR administration because <laughs> the press was the same. But there is, there's a speech, there's a speech in the middle of it where he explains who he is. He's John Doe. And he said, I took that name because it describes the average man. And that's me. That's most of us. We're average people. We're average guys. We're the John Doe's. If anyone would ask you what the average John Doe is like, you couldn't tell him because he's a million and one things. He's Mr. Big Business. He's Mr. Small. He's simple and he's wise. He's inherently honest, but he's got a streak of larceny in his heart. He's the man that all the ads and commercials were written for. He's the, he's the guy everybody sells things to. He is the world's greatest stooge, but he is also the world's greatest strength. And we're a great family, the John Doe's. We're the meek who are supposed to inherit the earth. 
You'll find us everywhere. We raise crops. We dig the mines. We work the factories. We keep the books. We fly the planes and the trains and the buses and the trucks. We've existed since time began. We built the pyramids. We saw Christ crucified. We pulled the oars for Roman emperors. We, we sailed the boats for Columbus. We retreated from Moscow with Napoleon and froze with Washington at Valley Forge. We have been there dodging left hooks since before history began to walk. And in our struggle for freedom, we've hit the canvas over and over again. But we always got back up because we're the people and we're tough. They started a lot of talk about free people going soft that we can't take it. It's just not true. A free people can beat the world at anything from war to tiddlywinks. If we all come together and pull in the same direction. There's so many people now asking, what can I do? I'm just one person. I don't count. Well, you're dead wrong. People like you have always counted in the long run. The character of a country is the sum total of the character of its individual people, the little punks, the ones that feel alone. But we all have to get in there and pitch. We can't win a ball game unless we have teamwork. And that's where every John Doe comes in. It's up to him to get together with another teammate and your teammates. Your teammate is the guy next door, your neighbor. And he's just as important as you are. You're going to need him and he's going to need you. So look him up. If he's sick, call on him. If he's hungry, feed him. If he's out of a job, help him find one. To too many, your neighbor is a stranger. A guy with a barking dog and a high fence around him. You can't be a stranger to any guy that's on your team. So tear down the fence that separates you. Walk around it. Tear down that fence and you'll tear down a lot of hatred and prejudice. Tear down the fences in the country and you'll have teamwork. Get to know each other. Talk to each other. It's what they don't want you to do. Yes, the meek will only inherit the earth when the John Doe's start loving their neighbors. And you better start right now. Don't wait until the game is called on account of darkness. Wake up, John Doe. Because you're the hope of the world. If you've never seen that movie by Frank Capra, it's it's much better, more, much more uh, relevant today than even It's a Wonderful Life. And that's why they hated Frank Capra. That's why they buried most of his movies, because it speaks right directly to the soul of America. It's Meet John Doe. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Norton is the name we've all trusted for years when it came to cybersecurity, and they're earning that trust more today than any other time. 
because cyber crime, cyber crime is continuing to spike through the year 2020. And why wouldn't it? We get everything else in spades this year. It is going to be worse next year. But the company that has your back is Norton. They've introduced Norton 360. It's a toolbox full of all the things you need to protect yourself and the family against cyber criminals and all the stuff they like to get up to with your data. On top of the real-time protection tools that keep your personal information safe when you're on Wi-Fi, including a VPN with bank-grade encryption, Norton 360 offers a safe cam, which will notify you if somebody has hacked into your systems, attempting to activate your webcam. And when it comes to Wi-Fi security, Norton 360 has you covered. Make the right choice today. Get Norton 360. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful toolbox for your cyber safety. Get up to 50% off your first year with the annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. It's Norton.com slash Beck. Save 50% now. If you missed the election hijacking special last night, you can still get it. Save our election is the code for 20 bucks off at blazetv.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. We have David Steinberg uh, on with us. He's the investigative reporter who has dedicated the last few years of his life uh, to Elon Omar and the now story that has just been posted uh, at uh, theblaze.com uh, about the Minnesota Democratic Democratic candidate that is alleging outright vote buying uh, by Minnesota Democrats. And she says it's worse than Somalia. Uh, and she is from Somalia. Uh, welcome to the program, David. How are you? Glenn, thanks for having me on. <laughs> you bet. Thank you for your, your hard work and your great story on, on the blaze. Uh, David, tell me, tell, tell me the story again in a nutshell. I just went over it, but tell me your version of the story here on what happened. Well, the big thing going on here is that this isn't an edited, this, this isn't a sting operation. This woman is a Democrat. She was running for city council in Minnesota, Minneapolis. And again, this is the city council, which recently voted to defund the police. Uh, she, she is a defund the police supporter. So this is a very progressive left-wing Democrat. She's running for that seat. On July 6th, she gets on to Facebook Live. She speaks only in Somali. She's very upset. She talks for 15 minutes. She says, I'm announcing that I'm no longer going to go door-to-door campaigning because she's so upset that everybody she meets says, my vote is 200 bucks." And apparently, they're saying this because they were promised this by somebody else. So in this video, she says, you know what? If someone promised you 200 bucks." Don't vote for me. Just go get your 200 bucks and vote for them. I don't want any part of this. And then she describes two very specific, uh, two specific instances she witnessed while she was out campaigning. She says uh, she met these eight women and they wanted to vote for her. And her campaign had sent a van to drive them to the poll. And this is perfectly legal, helping get people to the polls. She said there were eight mostly elderly women. They all get there, and they're all waiting around for the driver, and they start to tell him, sort us out, sort us out. The driver says, I don't know what this means. So the driver calls her up. She, he asks her what it means. She says, I don't know what it means. 
apparently they were all promised $200 by somebody else and they were expecting the $200 and she t- so she tells the driver take him back home I don't want any part of this she describes another situation where she met an older woman she asked if the woman had voted and she said oh yeah sure I voted already so who did you vote for I don't know and apparently after a few more questions the woman revealed that a Somali man came around, knocked on her door, and took her ballot. Now, this is apparently such a widespread situation that, as she says in this video, the, the elder Somalis in the community, a lot of them simply do not understand that buying votes is illegal in the United States. She says these are, these are older refugees. Most of them have not been able to learn English. They, they came from a very poor background. They escaped a war. And they've, since they've gotten to America, they have been exploited like this. They simply don't know. They, they think it's just how it's done. And so this woman, who I'm describing her as a patriot in the article, look, she wants to defund police. She's very radical left. I don't agree with her. But what she says in this article is this is a country of laws. This is going to destroy our community. It has to stop now. You all know about it. We all know each other here, and you all know sooner or later this is going to come down on us. And this, she, she's very upset that this is bringing a terror light on the Somali-American community there. And uh, to be honest, she's right. I mean, you know, Trump has been very hard on the community, and he is, in every rally, he discusses Omar, he discusses what's going on with Minnesota and the refugee community. And that reputation... There are a tremendous number of people in this community, they're all my sources, and they've had enough. They are intimidated, they want to join America, they don't want to live like this, and they feel like they have to keep their mouths shut. This woman had enough, she got on. She just got on Facebook Live, talked for 15 minutes in Somali, she said her name, she says, I know people are going to say I'm crazy, I'm a snitch, but she said, you know what? people know they already know and you're all going to get caught and she's not a nobody i mean she is the former head of the fundraising for the democratic party in minnesota is she not yeah the the, uh dfl is is the name of the democratic party in minneapolis she was the head of fundraising for the the dfl office in minneapolis she has been selected for several state boards and commissions by the governor of minnesota this is not a newcomer who, who just decided to run and had no vote. This woman's been around. She's, uh, it seems like, at least 15 years of volunteering and campaigning and activism in the local Democratic Party. She knows everybody. And she just had enough. She was tired of people asking her for money. And she was tired of seeing the seniors get exploited. And she just posted this very upset video. I didn't edit it. You posted the whole video on the site. Mm-hmm. We posted the entire translation. We got two Somali translators, one person to translate, one person to check it over. And everything you see there is exactly what she said. And as of this moment, the video is still live. She posted this on July 6th. That won't be up there for very much longer. Uh, we do have well, all of this burned mm-hmm. to disc, do we not? I'm sorry? We do have all this on the hard drive, don't we? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. What you have posted right now is uh, stored on the Blaze. We did download it. We have archived everything. 
and uh, it's not going anywhere. We did reach out to her for comments. Uh, it's been two days, and we have not heard back from her. Uh, but, again, if we do hear from her, the first message is, of course, this is incredibly brave. We think she's a patriot. We're glad she did this. And she wouldn't be necessarily a friend of, of the blaze. She probably, I mean, she is a progressive Democrat. Absolutely. Again, she, if you look at her campaign page, she was certainly on board with defunding the police. She said, disfund, dismantle, rebuild. What was her motto on that? Mm. Um, absolutely. I don't expect she would be a fan of anything we post. But again, uh, my point of view on this, again, all, I mean, who do you think my sources have been for two years? Uh, Somali refugees, Muslim refugees in the community, which is about 80 uh, percent Democrats to begin with. But they're scared. They're intimidated. They've had enough. They want to be. So more... how do you mean, David, how do you mean they've been intimidated? Who's intimidating them? Oh, the, the elder voters. Uh they people come around collecting ballots and they simply think they have to give them the ballot uh, because this is how it went in Somalia, as she describes it. She says, you know, we have all these other problems in our community and now you can add corruption of seniors to that list. Uh, there's there's everything that you have put in this article has been verified and re-verified um, and you can see it with your own eyes. You can read the text again. Uh, somebody translated. Then we went back and we had somebody else independently translate uh, translate to make sure that it was all exactly uh, what we say it is uh, and get her words exactly right. Uh, and so all of this is all buttoned up. There is another part of this story that. Um, may or may not be true that we will only know if a subpoena but it uh it goes to keith ellison and i don't know if you want to or or care to share that but um it would explain why nothing is being done by the attorney general uh any you want to share that i'm happy to share that look the election is, is coming in two weeks and if we have several thousand votes purchased in a swing state uh, look, Minneapolis could be decided by a couple thousand votes. Uh, and Minnesota, the, the state, the presidential election might be decided by Minnesota. So somebody's got to look into this now. So the, what I've heard is that uh, Ms. Saido Shai is her name. After she posted this video on July 6th, she received a text from Keith Ellison with two words, shut up. Now, apparently, people were trying to get her, after she explained this to people, they were trying to get her to show, to show the phone and to, uh, to just see the evidence of what happened. And she, she walked away and left. Uh, she was not willing to share that. But yes, that is, uh, that is the story circulating, is that after she posted this, she gets a text from Keith Ellison, shut up. David, you told me a few months ago that you had confidence because you knew the FBI DOJ was looking into this uh, and not this particular thing, but Elon Omar and all of the corruption that was happening there with Keith Ellison, et cetera, et cetera. Now we have this. Why hasn't anything been done? Is it is it just deep state all part of it? 
Uh, all I can say is that it's been it's been almost a year. I'd say I think eleven months since there was initially a meeting set up with the Minnesota DOJ and the FBI to receive. Uh, to speak with some witnesses and to receive uh, information. Some of it has been published, some of it not. And I do know that the FBI then brought on uh, an agent from ICE and also an agent from the Department of Education, Inspector General's office, because Ilhan Omar's marriage fraud is, it, it absolutely appears to be Partly, part of it was immigration fraud. Part of it was student loan fraud. After she got married, both she and her brother, husband, attended uh, North Dakota State University for two years. The marriage essentially started two months before school, and they separated two months after she gets her degree. And they certainly would have received, being married, they would have received a uh, much better student loan deal. So it was also sent to the Department of Education. Uh, David, I want to to uh, uh, just consider something I just remembered in talking to you. I remember uh, back in the day, this is probably 2010, of hearing how out of control the State Department was in settling all of these Somali refugees in one place, that it was unusual and that they had just set up a whole Somali community and they they picked uh, uh, Minnesota and the people involved at the time said, I don't know why this is happening, why it's in Minnesota. And they just picked it and picked this whole community up and planted in Somalia. Now, with everything we know about the State Department, I would I would wonder if there's any um, if they if they if they knew exactly what they were building there. Well, look, if you if you head back to, uh, I believe the, the Bush administration was when this first began, um, they started to do DNA testing on the scene in, in West Africa uh, among the applicants, and they completely shut off the Somali refugee program, went up to, I believe the number was 83% mm-hmm. of tests proved that uh, families were not actually related to each other. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm I'm not here to criticize people fleeing the worst war zones. No. War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not here to criticize. I'm saying what they did was they brought people to this country who could never assimilate because they came here on under illegal circumstances. So what you have in Minneapolis, is, you have a community that was destined to fail, destined to be run by by strong arm, uh, you know, people like Ilhan Omar's campaign, because it's lawless. Nobody wants to snitch. Everybody has a secret. And that's Jeez. what happened. And and this woman is just she's tired of it. She you know, it's she says it's worse than Somalia. It's lawless. We have certainly heard of people afraid to speak, not because of of the bad actors in the Somali community, but because everybody has relatives back home in Somalia and they know uh, they know who has power back there. For example, Ilhan Omar's family is the most powerful family in, in Puntland, which is the, the northern republic. Uh, Somalia is essentially split into three loosely uh, combined nations at the moment. 
unstable. The north, the north part, Puntland, uh, Garo, I believe is the capital. She has the most powerful family in the city yep. over there. David, so, yes. thank you so much for this. Please uh, keep us up to speed on it. There is an exclusive article now on theblaze.com front page. Read it. Share it with as many people as you can while you can. David Steinberg, thank you very much. I want to talk to you about your dog's health right now and happiness. A good dog owner loves their dogs, just loves them. I love Uno and will give him everything he or she really needs. Uh, kibble dry food. I mean, there's there's almost no nutritional value in that. Um, they have sterilized it, so it will last on the shelf for a couple of years. Imagine how healthy you'd be if all you ate was food that was made to sit on a shelf for two years. Twinkies, really. Rough Greens is not a dog food, but it's a live supplement to put on the food, and the dogs just love it. And you'll see a change in your dog. Just find out if they'll eat it first. Every dog that we have ever talked to, you know, any owner, they're like, oh, my gosh, my dog thinks it's like crack cocaine. They love it. But just see if they'll eat it first with a jumpstart bag of 14 days and then go on and order uh, go on and order a month, two months, three months. You're going to start seeing real d- deep changes in your dog all for the good. It's roughgreens.com slash back. Go there now. Roughgreens.com slash back. You're listening to Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. There is there is major 1984 editing going on uh, with Twitter and Facebook, uh, with the New York Post uh, and the RNC and senators in uh, in the GOP. The GOP senators that are trying to get news out, all being censored and blocked by Twitter. Uh, It's Christmas has come early. We're still a couple of weeks away from the election, and it's here. More on this next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. First, let me tell you about Omaha Steaks, our sponsor. Man, I love when they are... uh, when they're sponsoring the show, because I can talk to you about great meat, something <laughs> Stu knows an awful lot about. Uh, I well, I know Omaha steaks are very good. Uh-huh. Uh, everyone yeah. speaks very highly of them. You even remember? I do remember. I used to. I, mean, I remember having Omaha steaks yeah. years ago. So good, you uh, can cut them with a fork, which is amazing. And that's not supposed to happen. That's not supposed to be the way it works. I don't know how they but, do yeah. it, but they are so good. Right now, uh, on your order, if you use the promo code Blaze, uh, you get the assortment of bestsellers. They'll add two pounds of premium ground beef free with your order. Free shipping. Do it right now. Just find them at omahasteaks.com. Enter Blaze in the search bar for the exclusive offers. Not available anywhere else. And don't forget, when you order today, Omaha Steaks will add the two pounds of premium ground beef for free, plus free shipping. omahasteaks.com. Blaze. So one of the editors of the uh, Washington Post, or the, uh, sorry, Washington Post, excuse me, New York Post for calling you that, uh, the New York Post 
is going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. They did a story yesterday on this uh, this computer hard drive that had been delivered to Rudy Giuliani and to the New York Post. And all of a sudden, Twitter decided that they weren't going to they weren't going to let anybody talk about this and tweet about it. You couldn't repost, you couldn't talk about it at all because well, it it might not be exactly true. Really? Where were you on the uh, on the Steele dossier? Where have you been on everything else that the left has uh, printed? Now, I want to know, because I do have questions about this, but the original documents seem to be in there. I want to know where it came from. We all do. There are questions to be asked. But you don't shut the press down. Well, Twitter is. Twitter is. Then they moved the story over to the GOP servers. It was shut down. Then they went to uh, they went to GOP senators. Jim Jordan is has posted it, and so far he's allowed to post it, but nobody else is. You can't even retweet it. And today they've just done it again. Do not miss part two of our reporting on the Hunter Biden files. Uh, you can't even repost it now. If you try to click on the story, you get a warning that this is a very dangerous website. We're living in 1984 right now. We are seeing things scrubbed in real time. The dictionary was changed yesterday because of Amy Coney Barrett and an argument the Democrats were making. They actually changed the definition of a word yesterday. So if you looked it up, you would have to agree with the Democrats because they changed the meaning of the word in real time. America, you better wake the hell up because you're in your last couple of weeks here of a free democracy, a free democratic republic. We talk to the editor of the New York Post in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There's a lot of break-ins, uh, break-ins going on these days. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, home security, if you don't have it, you probably should. Well, nothing like that's going to ever happen to me. Well, hopefully not. But just seeing the sign in somebody's front yard says the house is protected by Simply Safe, and it's a motivator for criminals just to push on. If he's smart, he knows better than mess with a house with a burglar alarm in it. You can, you know, live the roll the dice mode or you can do what more and more Americans are doing every day and secu- securing their home. I'd like to recommend uh, for home security, it's simply safe. They make it easy and affordable to have the best home security on the market. State of the art equipment, round the clock monitoring makes it easy to set up and easy to have. Head to simplysafebeck.com, get free HD security camera that's simplysafebeck.com. Make sure you know that I sent you. It's simplysafebeck.com. Let me go to uh, Sorab Amari. Uh, he is the op-ed editor uh, for the New York Post, author of The Unbroken uh, Thread. And he has been witnessing in a part of this uh, <laughs> in real time on what is going on. So, Rob, welcome. Gwen, thanks for having me. So tell me, first of all, quickly, and we'll get back to it maybe later, quickly tell me the Joe Biden story that was posted yesterday. 
So um, this was a, well, really a Hunter and, and Joe Biden story. Um, you'll remember that um, Joe Biden has repeatedly and emphatically denied that there was nothing untoward going on between his family, his dynasty, and Ukraine, while uh, Mr. Biden was vice president and the second most powerful man on earth, playing an outsized role in the destiny of that embattled Eastern European nation. He's denied it. But um, the New York Post, my colleagues, I'm not the reporter on this. I can't take any of the credit for it. I'm just our opinion, uh, our op-ed editor. Um, But our reporters uh, got hold of uh, the contents of a hard drive uh, that appeared to belong to Hunter Biden, and they include uh, emails showing that uh, the uh, firm called Burisma, it's a shady Ukrainian energy firm that had um, Hunter on its board of directors paying him at least $50,000 a month. Nice work if you can get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they had um, asked him to arrange a meeting uh, with his father. And so it becomes clear why uh, our illustrious vice presidential son, you know, uh, otherwise has no special expertise in Eastern European energy markets and oil and gas matters, was being paid $50,000 a month. I mean, it was obvious all along, right? Why Mm -hmm. would Burisma pay Hunter Biden $50,000 a month? Mm -hmm. But now we, you know, we we get it. It's, It's influence peddling. And so in addition to other things that just corroborate that, you know, this is... This is the real material. I mean, it also, among the cache of materials, are all sorts of personal photos, including photos of Hunter with like a crack pipe in his mouth, smoking, you know, and sort of debauched stuff. Um, but the important thing is that uh, we were very clear from the beginning about how we got hold of this material. It was reported deeply, fairly, meticulously, and. Uh, it, it, it was based on much more solid sourcing than mountains of stories published in center-left outlets over the past four years sure. that collapsed and were based on uh, 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 unnamed sources telling unnamed sources telling the reporter, and none of those got censored by the major media, social media platforms the way this story is. And this Publicly, story, in this story. I mean, it's either a very good fraud um, or it is the truth. Uh, and, and the reason why I say a very good thro- fraud is it confirms all of these threads that most people aren't even covering. It covers all of the threads and all of the uh, players that if you've really been doing your homework, if you really know the story of Burisma, et cetera, et cetera, it all fits. It all fits. Yeah, I mean, when there is something very uh, delicious about this, because we've, you know, past the past four years talking about collusion, collusion, collusion that never, never materialized. The special counsel, again, in his report, Robert Mueller definitively ruled out there having been any collusion between Team Trump and the Kremlin. Right. Or any Russian assets or elements definitively ruled out. Then at the end of this tail end of his four years, it's almost like some sort of Greek tragedy or, or, or comedy. Uh, you know, you find, uh, uh, you know, a cache of material that confirms that there was influence peddling, 
certainly with foreign entities when Joe Biden was vice president with his clan. So yesterday, um, yesterday they came out and said Joe Biden, because in this information, it, it shows that uh, Hunter Biden asked for a meeting with uh, the Burisma officials uh, and Joe Biden in Washington. And Joe Biden said, well, uh, there's nothing on the official schedule. However, there's a hole in his schedule exactly where that meeting was supposed to take place. Mm-hmm. And also the July f- or the January 5th uh, meeting that we know now because of handwritten notes, he was a part of with President Obama that went uh, uh, went against what the FBI was saying. Um, we know that happened, and that's not on the, his schedule. So what does it's not on my schedule even mean? So, Gwen, if I may, I just want to rehearse the denial that the Trump, that the, the Biden uh, camp put forward yesterday. Okay. And go through it. It has three elements, and it's very amusing if you think about it. So the first element says... A bipartisan committee found that, you know, Joe Biden had done nothing wrong in Ukraine. It's included that. That's a non sequitur. We, we have due evidence. So it doesn't be whatever the, you know, various congressional bodies found. Fine. That's very nice. But we have new evidence that, you know, we have the smoking gun or the smoking crack pipe, if you will. Right. So that I can rule that. The second <laughs> one was the second one was the Post did not tell us that Rudy Giuliani was involved in obtaining this underlying material. Okay, but plenty of newspapers don't go around saying who their sources are. So <laughs> that, again, is a non sequitur. And then the third thing they said was that the meeting, and this is, uh, you know, as you know, if you know lawyers, if you know PR people, they choose words very, very carefully. They said the meeting dis- did not take place as alleged by the New York Post, as alleged by the New York Post. So, okay, so, but then, and then in a political story, they said they couldn't rule out the possibility that an informal get-together took place. So this is a story where we're being banned. We're not being... uh, Facebook has reduced distribution. They said they had, and and you can't post it on Twitter. Um, This is a story where the complainant has not disputed really any of the facts in the story, right? The the, the person who's being accused. They haven't... Hunter, it's not say that I didn't write those emails or anything like that. So... Twitter and Facebook are acting on a case where the, even the person who's being accused in the story isn't really denying the core facts. So now here is what happened yesterday. We know that uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, throttled you back. Twitter actually, uh, I think, banned your post, did it not? Uh, correct. So it began with a Facebook official, actually, named Andy Stone. Andy Stone tweeted although he's a Facebook official, but he used Twitter to say that, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but I won't link to that awful New York Post story, but it certainly deserves fact-checking. In the meanwhile, we have taken steps to reduce its distribution on our social media platform. Now, the thing to know about Andy, Andy Stone, before we get into the actual substance of that stuff, is Andy Stone, in his bio, says, before he joined Facebook, he worked for, uh, as a staffer for Senator Barbara Boxer, Democrat of California, mm-hmm. and for the Democratic Congressional Com- Campaign huh. Committee, the DCCC. That's weird. So you have essentially a Democratic operative who's at the levers of control for you know the, where free speech really happens, right? You, we have theoretically we have a First Amendment where I can go in a, in a, in a 
I live in Manhattan. I can go on a, a street corner and, and sort of bang drums and be like, Hunter was corrupt. But that's not where speech really happens in our day and age. Where it really matters is on these privately owned platforms. That's where free speech either lives or dies. And the person who controls the levers is an openly democratic operative, proudly says he works for Senator Boxer and works for or used to work for the DCCC and is reducing distribution. And then a couple of hours later, I think I tried to post the story and I noticed I got an error message from Twitter saying, you know, uh, we've, we've determined that this story is harmful alongside our partners. And so we're not going to let you post it. So here's what other, you get today. To, to, yeah. Today, when you get uh, the post of, hey, make sure you read our follow up, you're not going to get it because they're not circulating it. Um, but uh, I tried to click through on the story and it says, warning, this link may be unsafe. The link you're trying to access has been identified by Twitter or our partners as being potentially spammy or unsafe in accordance with Twitter's URL policy. This link could fall into any of the below categories, malicious links that could steal personal identification or harm electronic devices, spammy links that mislead people or disrupt their experience, violent or misleading content that could lead to real world harm or certain categories of content that if posted directly on Twitter are a violation of the Twitter rules back to the previous page or ignore this warning and continue. That is so damaging to not only your traffic, but also your reputation that I think there's a lawsuit uh, to be had in that. Well, I, I will leave that to uh, to our uh, legal team. But what I will say is that you, we are talking about America's oldest continuously published newspaper that was founded by one of our founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton. And I get goosebumps when I say that about the Post. And so, you know, this is not some sketchy website where they can do this yeah. to without consequence. This is uh, an old newspaper, uh, a beloved newspaper in New York City, a paper that's a local paper, but also has a national and global voice and imprint. And, uh, you know, the, the, the closest thing to an argument I saw from a Twitter safety thread they had put up, they said, um, this includes, uh, uh, you know, information that was, you know, unauthorized for release. Well, my Twitter friends, let me tell you about uh, the Pentagon Papers. Let me tell you about the Trump tax story. All of journalism is practically built on disclosing things that people don't want disclosed. That's the, the line of work that you and I are in, Glenn. So I mean, what does that mean? Uh, more in just a second. Stand by. Uh, the op-ed uh, editor of the New York Post continues with us here in just a second. First, Car Shield. When it comes to cars repair after the warranty has expired, there's a bright light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and it's called Car Shield. It has become the most trusted name when it comes to car repairs, and they're up there and with you when your number comes up and the old check engine light pops on. Peace of mind can be found with Car Shield, and I know because I have a couple of old trucks that uh, ran out of warranty, and man, jeez, when these things, you know, you used to be able to drive a car until it just, the doors fell off. Uh, you can't do that anymore because it's all electronic and those chips go bad and you're you're paying thousands of dollars. And usually it's like, you know what, it's just not worth it. And then you have to buy a new one. I don't want to do that. I want to drive my trucks till the car, the, the, till the doors fall off of it. Well, I can now because of Car Shield. 
Don't dread car repairs. With CarShield, have peace of mind. Get coverage today and see why CarShield cars go further. It's 800-665-2157. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 10%. That's carshield.com. Promo code BECK. A deductible may apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. So Rabbi Mari uh, is joining us now. He's the op-ed editor of the New York Post, which the New York Post is probably uh, the biggest and most important story, I think, of the day and maybe in a very, very long time. Um, the uh, the oversight committee for Republicans in the House just tweeted, hey, Twitter, try censoring this. And it is the ranking member and oversight Republican have called on oversight Democrats to hold an emergency hearing on big tech, big tech censorship and election interference. Uh, and it is their their call for that emergency meeting. Uh, and of course, that's uh, that's not going to be censored uh, by Twitter. So what is the what is the solution to this? Uh, where do you see this going? So, Rob, so I, uh, Glenn, I, um, uh, you know, we're conservative and we're used to, I mean, I am, uh, it, it, we're used to talking about, uh, you know, everything being a, uh, a market based solution to everything. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, there are situations where market actors can become monopolistic and we have a, you know, a great Republican trust busting tradition uh you know the way that these uh operators can uh uh silence dissident voices essentially i mean i described it in a column in today's paper i said this is a kind of neo-totalitarianism and it's not the kind of totalitarianism where you know uh, you have this hardened man in a darkened cell driving a screw under someone's nails and so forth it's just this kind of you know a kind of silicon valley type who's very righteous and certain that you know, he's educated and he knows better than the American people. And they, they, they shouldn't be able to decide for themselves what information they read and, and what conclusions they draw. It's better if someone enlightened like himself or herself um, decides for them. I'm in engineering. I went to engineering school. I know tech, so I know better than you. Um, and that's, you know, profoundly un-American, but they have the power because that's where that, as I said, this is where speech really happens. If we have free speech, it, it lives or dies on these platforms, not not just on a street corner. And so um, I believe there has to be reform of, uh, you know, the law governing uh, a lot of these platforms. It's called Section 230. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, 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 it's all very complex. But the bottom line is, look, if we at the New York Post publish libelous material against someone we can be held liable in court um uh, for 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 publishing libel if you broadcast libel you can be mm-hmm. but this law in the 90s created a kind of carve out that said you know platforms that are these neutral platforms can uh, 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 avoid liability. They, they're like bulletin boards. So the stuff that you, various people come and post on there, even if it's libelous, they, they, they don't ha- they're not treated as publishers the way, the way your program is or the way, uh, our, you know, our newspaper is treated under the law. Um, and, and they, they're specifically allowed to censor, you know, prurient content, right? 
But the whole, the whole philosophy behind Section 230 was that they would act like neutral arbiters other than these kind of specific categories of pornography and so mm-hmm. forth. Um, but, you know, now they're not. They're, they're really acting like publishers. Twitter has a kind of worldview of its own. Like right now, if you go on Twitter, there's a kind of the first page that opens up says discover or search. I can't remember. And it kind of presents what Twitter's own editors think are interesting stories. And today's is guess what? The Washington Post confirmed that Joe Biden did not uh, push that troublesome prosecutor to be fired. Literally says that there is video of Joe Biden saying, sorry, I get angry about this stuff because it's such gaslighting. There is video (laughs) of Joe Biden saying, uh, uh, I pushed that guy out. I threatened the Ukrainian saying, if he's not fired by the time I'm gone, you're screwed. It, uh, so, so, hang on just a second. I want to continue the conversation because I get mind blowing angry about it as well because of the gaslight, because of the out and out lies of the press right now. More in just a second. This is the Glenn Beck program. The ultimate grilling experience awaits you when you go online and you shop for a Rectech. Now, it's not just the actual grilling part, part, which is amazing, really amazing. It's the community that you're going to suddenly find yourself a part of and you've never thought you'd be a part of. But it, it is such a great experience to grill and go out and smoke something on a Rectech. The, the, everybody just that has one just loves it and they start sharing you know, recipes and, and things that you can cook on the Rectech. It's really... It's really cool. Um, if you have uh, not taken a look at a Rectech yet, you need to check it out. I want you to go to Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com and look it up. They don't sell them in stores because they cut out the middleman and that they, and they plow all of those savings into the actual uh, grill, which is really um, if, if you could side by side compare them, you will see the difference. So. Go look at the best grills out there and then go check out a Rectech. You will see the difference. Competitively priced, it's just the best built. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com, Rectech.com. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code SAVEOURELECTION. You'll get 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. We're with uh, Sorab Amari. He is the op-ed editor of the New York Post, also the author of the uh, book The Unbroken Thread. We, um, I, I want to get to uh, some facts on this uh, story, but uh, I also want to make sure that we get to the point of Section 230, which um, uh, Sorab was talking about just a minute ago, where the government is giving them cover. They're neither a publisher nor are they a neutral website. So they, they can't be held accountable for anything and yet they're acting as a publisher and they are editing people like the new york post precisely glenn so if they're going to put out a story of their own with their own editorial voice using a a ridiculous line from the washington post to debunk the new york post which is just a pure publishing editorial function and then censoring you know america's oldest continuously published newspaper Uh, that's acting like a publisher and therefore they should be, you know, uh, open to liability just like any other publishers. Why do they get to um, uh, uh, basically have their cake and eat it too? So my my point is, you know, there are various proposals for reform. I think the strongest, the one with the most 
piece come from Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, uh, just a brilliant rising GOP star. Um, there are others as well, you know, creating standards, for example, uh, where, you know, if they uh, promise free speech and fail to deliver on that, I think Senator Masha Blackburn wants to have them sort of be held liable in some ways. Josh Hawley would just reform 230 altogether to um, say, if you want to act like a publisher, you get sued. That's what um, it should so be. That's the way it should be. So, I mean, I, look, we'll leave it up to, uh, uh, but I, what I would say is that it's just clear to all conservatives except the sort of narrow libertarian extreme have now, over the past 48 hours, their eyes have been opened. A Rubicon was crossed with what they're doing. This This is three weeks out from an election, and, you know, the largest platforms are censoring a story uh, that is damaging to one of the major party candidates. Okay, so let me just qui- let, let me yeah. quickly just ask you, because I know you've got to run, so let me just co- quickly ask you a couple of things. Um, how do you respond to the the chain of custody on this thing? We don't really know if it was brought in by Hunter Biden or who brought it in, and then it apparently went to Rudy Giuliani, and he got it to the Post. Well, I mean, any concern on that? How are you dealing with that? I think what we've done is to be as transparent as possible. Um, that's the best we can do. That's what any of our peer publications, you know, the, the Dear Times, the Journal, whoever would, you know, no one would just say, well, we're not going to do that. Imagine, just imagine if it were the reverse and these, this hard drive belonged to one of the t- Trump sons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eric or Don June or whatever. So would they say, well, we're not sure about the, exactly sure about the chain of custody, therefore we're not going to. Of course they would release, and of course they wouldn't get censored. So what what we've done, and people can look it up for themselves, all of our stories right now are nypost.com. You can read it for yourself. Um, we've just been absolutely transparent. Someone, uh, you know, a laptop repair shop, uh, uh, you know, this was dropped off. Uh, the, the person who dropped it off, and he wasn't sure who it was, and we're transparent about that. We're transparent about the fact that the laptop shop owner wasn't sure whether it was Hunter himself or someone else. Um, but at any rate, the person didn't come pick it up after a long time, nor did he pay for the for the service. And this person claimed that to have, to have noticed the material and turned it into the FBI. But before he did that, he also made a copy. Um, we believe he's a Republican, and he gave it to Mr. Giuliani's lawyer. We found out through Mr. Bannon, Steve Bannon, that uh, there was a uh, such a hard drive. And uh, so we asked Mr. Giuliani, and they gave it to us. So we're just super transparent uh, about what, how we, we, the provenance as far as how it got into our hands. And are That's you, our solution to it. are you confident of the documentation on it? I mean, look, the thing, the, the thing that you know, kind of amuses me is. The fact of the other material that, that is, which we haven't all published it, but we mentioned it in our story so far. So, for example, there seems to be a raunchy sex tape involved and so forth. It just couldn't be but what we believe it is and what we've claimed it is. Okay. Because the, the, the photos seem to be personal photos uh, taken by Hunter Biden, and they're, they're not stuff that you would find out in the, you know, you're just not going to find out in the open, and it's clear that somebody, unless they were very, 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 very close to Hunter Biden, would have taken those pictures. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the point, is that, you know, this material, you know, couldn't have been 
but what we clean with his okay. <laughs> because they're they're so intimate. Okay. And there's more stories coming out, I assume. Today is number two, but more stories yet to come. So uh, I'm the, as I said, I'm the uh, opinion column editor. So, I, you know, that's up to my, uh, we have a you know, wall between news and opinion. So that's up okay. to my colleagues who are. And you are not, but you are not backing away. The Post is not backing away from this story. No, no. I mean, we, we, a paper and institution that survived nearly two centuries is going to be cowed by uh, yeah. some Silicon Valley types. Great. Thank you so much. Really, really Thank appreciate you, it. You bet. Thank you for talking to us. Uh, that's Soab Armari, um, and he is the uh, op editor uh, post, uh, the op ed editor for the New York Post. Um, and I can't imagine what it's like to be working in the, the New York Post today. Did you know the New York Post was the. With the Hamilton yeah, that's thing? Has, that's why it has Hamilton on the front. The I logo. know, but I don't think I knew it was the oldest continually uh, yeah. running newspaper in the United States. Yeah. I it did. started by Alexander Hamilton, who the left loves. Left yeah, just he's loves. He's one of their founding, favorite founders. <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why are you picking on old Alexander Hamilton's paper? Isn't that weird? That's an amazing. I, look, it's an amazing story. I mean, we went, we talked about this briefly earlier, but they, the, the, the house for the GOP put this on a government house you know website and they twitter censored it again and then they had to move it to jim jordan's website which i think is still up then uh the house has now said uh, the oversight committee is is requesting an urgent emergency hearing with yeah, these well, big tech not, companies it's not going to happen though because it's the house and nancy Pelosi's not going to let that happen well of course uh but i will tell you this uh, i'd like to see the senate involved the senate is already called for the heads of all of these guys on the day before the election uh because they have been increasingly concerned with what's been going on uh, and, uh, you know, there's there's lots of places like the blaze that uh, might or might not have provided information on how we're getting squashed uh, by these uh, by these threatening mega corporations. Uh, and uh, I know that there's a lot of concern in the Senate and they are bringing them to task on the day before the election. But somebody's got to pay attention to this right now, because if this is allowed to stand you know, yesterday, we are our own show. I told you yesterday that they would never make it up to to uh, YouTube or anything else and that they would censor it. Well, well, I didn't think they would censor the promotion of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were promoting it uh, uh, yesterday and we were we were censored for our promotion to go to Blaze TV to watch it. That that's that's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> although it, you know it's not. Look, these are you can't be surprised by it, right? Uh, you know, I think there is a a longer term conversation. And yes, we could talk about regulation. I know uh, Sobs uh, on that bandwagon in a big way, uh, and many conservatives are. And you know, look, you know, you can look at all that, but long term, there's something in our society here that needs to be discussed, which is. Why we're so dependent on these sites? Why do we spend half of our day reading news from Twitter and Facebook and other social media sites? Like we have given, they haven't taken, 
We have given them control mm-hmm. of the media. We have given them because we've just decided to go there all the time and given them control and given them this ability. You might have to, you know, the, the argument is basically you have to regulate it because they're so important, as he just outlined, and they control the conversation so much. No, we don't want to regulate but, it. But whose fault is that? Yeah. It's, Why it's, do they control right. the conversation? It's, it's, not, it's not their fault. Yeah. They're, they're a business running their business. Mm-hmm. We have become so ridiculously dependent on this nonsense. And we have to think about that in a, in a much grander perspective than, than altering a well, section of a, a I want you to be code. very, 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 very careful. Do not... Um, call for regulation call for the end of of 230 call for them to not get protection as a platform which allows them to become an editor and not get sued you can't have it both ways that's the only thing that you need to do you don't need to regulate them dear god you don't need to bring them in and nationalize them that, can you imagine how bad that would be? There are oh, conservatives yeah, no. that are actually saying we should nationalize them. Are you kidding me? Bring them into the government? But, but, but I mean, again, this is a change. This would be a change in regulation. And, you know, if you put them in a situation where they can be sued for each one of these things, oh, right, they, they literally can't operate. And, yes, like, and no, believe no, no, me, no, no, wait, that wait. is my favorite end goal of this. It I hope too. they all shut down. Yeah, it, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> but that's not the way they to do it. They either have to put up with all of the litigation or never censor never censor and yeah. so that means that and that's what it's supposed to be and look that's what i would i right. would advise right. if i were them never censor make the tools easy to get rid of holocaust denial content you should you know, why can't I, we have everybody have access to the algorithm I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. Yeah. Why? 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 Why is that? And they went down this you know, road. They, they won't do that. They. How many years did Video Angel, uh, uh, Vid Angel, try to get that done to where you could buy a Hollywood movie and then mm. you could say, "I want all the sex scenes or all the yeah. swear words out." Oh no! How dare art. you? That's art. Mm. Here we have a situation. To where they're censoring, but they won't allow us to. We we can't say, I just want control. I want to have the control myself. And you can do it. It's just arduous. Right? Like, you How? can go through and block every single person. You can no, block certain not, words. You can mute words. You can... I mean, it, it's, but it's not the same because they're also doing it. Right. I want to be able yeah. to open it up. There might be times where I'm like, I want to see all of it. I want to see all of it. Show it all. I can't do that. They won't let you do that. Yeah, I mean, I you should be able. If if I'm them, I, the only content I'm stepping in on are actual illegal things. Yes, absolutely. Outside right. of that, everything yep. flies. But you yep. know, they, and they went down this road a while ago where they came up with essentially they're promoting block lists and mute lists, where you could basically like Glenn Beck, you could design one. Here are the fifty people you need to ignore, and people could just subscribe to your list. And I believe the feature is still active on Twitter. People could subscribe to your list and it would just get rid of all these idiots that are saying yeah. things that you th- you think are not appropriate, right? Mm-hmm. And people would easily be, they don't, that's available. They could easily do that. You could do that with certain words. You could do that with certain arguments. Yep. There's a, there are ways to do this um, that aren't censorship where you're not taking things off the site or not allowing people to do things they want to do, mm-hmm. but allow people to actually have a good positive user experience, which, you know, Twitter is a hellscape. It's, oh, it's it, an it's absolute hellscape. Absolute hellscape. I don't even read it. 
And oh, and that's the that's probably the best hope to make these things not a, as big a part of our lives when we realize how much damage they do to us. They do us very little good. They do us very little good. They take over Unless people's you're in lives. Business. Unless you're in business, and then you need them. Then you need them. Then you need them. I, mean, I we, can't just I can't just have, shut off uh, of again, uh, social media, but I don't use it right. personally. I don't use it. The only thing I use is uh, Pinterest, but I only use Pinterest for my own personal kind of fun. You know what I mean? Art and yeah, and things like that. I don't I don't post politics. I don't get into any of it. And to be clear, eighty you know eighty some odd percent of people aren't on Twitter. Eighty percent of the people on Twitter aren't using it for politics. Most of those people aren't even posting. Like it is, it is a. Right. It's it's not. It's a little bit different than uh, than the way we think and describe it. And that's why I just remain on on Friendster in MySpace. There's almost <laughs> no content posted, and I. <laughs> it's never a disaster. I'm on a few bulletin boards. Oh, that really? Are great. Yeah. Oh, dial-ups. <laughs> yeah, dial-ups. Oh, those are good. Yeah, those yeah. Are Still good. use AOL. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I don't have a trouble with the busy signal anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Right on. Right on. <laughs> uh, everybody likes our world to look a little bit differently personally i prefer mine not to be on fire but you know hey it's 2020 (laughs) i'm sure it'll all be put out in 2021 next few weeks are going to be really intense Uh, i think they're going to be crazy and above all they're going to be unpredictable in every way you can possibly think it's going to be predictable unpredictable it's going to be in every possible way, you should be preparing for that future. One of the best things you can do right now is finding ways to cut expenses out and save more money. You don't know what's going to happen down the road. If you're a homeowner, please take a few minutes out of your time today and give American Financing a call. See if you can refinance your mortgage. You could easily see a reduction in your interest rate, and that could save you hundreds, if not $1,000 a month or more. It's time to think about consolidating debts, lowering your monthly payments. It's time to arrange your financial house so you're prepared for anything that might come your way. It's time to call American Financing. Call them now, AmericanFinancing.net at 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You're listening to Glenn Just got a uh, an email in from a uh, congressman. Uh, I don't want to say his name, but feel free to uh, call in. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Agree, 230 would help, but I'm not sure it's enough. Uh, a lot of other platforms fall under 230, and it doesn't stop them from being malicious and dishonest. Uh, another yeah. alternative is to convince the president to move over to parlor, something I've tried to do and others have tried to do. If uh, he were to do that, so would every Republican, then most Americans, including all of the media, that would at least allow us a platform that many people would follow without the stress of being censored or muted. Here's the problem with that. You don't want to um, uh, you don't want to have two platforms, one for half the country and one for the other half of the country. That that that's a problem. We're all seeing we're not seeing the same content. Um you may be right, and I'd like to talk to you further, Congressman, about what you are seeing and, and what you're thinking on, on this. Um, but uh, I like the way you're going, where you're not saying more regulation. You're saying just let's go someplace else. But how do we solve the idea of coming back together and uniting if we're both seeing completely different 
uh, information. More in just a minute. Time for Glenn to eat. That's what time it is, everybody. This is the time every day when Glenn eats a Bilt Bar. I've already eaten my Bilt Bar. Oh, okay. I've already eaten my Bilt Bar. Which kind of, what kind of do you uh, have? That lemon cheesecake, almond cheesecake. It's really good. It's so good. The flavor, um, their flavor you can, combinations You can order are all the different flavors. I have the uh, mix box just because... You design a box, right? You can customize yeah, you can it with customize any flavors you want. And I, I just need to have the time to tell my wife, could you please just order the all the chocolate chip mint? I mean, I, I every flavor I've had of the Bill Bars are good. Mm-hmm. I'm a creature of habit. You like the same kind every day? Yeah. I like to have the variety. You can kind of pick anything you want, yeah, but yeah. I, can, I can see that. So they, they have six new flavors out, um, and you should try them all. And then when you find your favorites, load up. Just load up. Mm-hmm load up yep. uh, it's it's really truly uh like having a candy bar but it's really low calorie it's low carb it's a protein bar has everything uh for it uh, that is good for you make sure you load up it's built bar save 10 bucks off your first order right now at builtbar.com that's builtbar.com use the promo code back and save delicious builtbar.com I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm tired. I'm cranky. I have a headache. Uh, and I'm not real optimistic about the, fu- about the future. That last one probably comes as a surprise to you. I'm in no mood. So today is the day that I need some good news. And I want to get to the bottom of the poll numbers. And Steve Dace says throw these poll numbers out they don't they're they're not real Stu, i talked to him and i want to hang myself because he's been right almost every election a lot of people want to hang themselves when they talk to me it's got nothing to do with right. the polls. <laughs> well in my case it does it just makes me actually go out and buy the rope uh <laughs> so i want to f- i want to find out what the difference is between these two what they agree on and what they disagree on with the poll numbers, because maybe they're saying kind of the same things. I don't know, but I trust both of them when it comes to polls. So let's find out what's really going on with the poll numbers. And we begin in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck program. Just remember, I'm in no mood. Uh, <laughs> I'm, of course, the one that's going to get hit. I'm with in this. no mood. Mm-hmm. I'm in no mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett is going to be confirmed to the Senate, guaranteed or almost guaranteed, and that's great. I think she's going to be a great justice. I hope, I pray that she's going to be another Clarence Thomas. But uh, on the frightening side of this, the backlash is going to be intense, particularly if the Harris-Biden ticket. Oh, did I say that? Yes, they say it that way, too. The Harris-Biden ticket wins or we lose the Senate in the upcoming elections. It is. I mean, we are. (laughs) 
We're in for interesting times. Screw you, Chinese prophets that said that. May you live in interesting times. Shut up! (laughs) Uh, Anyway, make sure you get your uh, financial house in order. We have just uh, three weeks left. Um, What, three weeks ago? Tuesday, last Tuesday. Hmm. Uh, And I want you to look at gold or silver, gold or silver right now. You can get free silver with every purchase made this week at Goldline. And I think that's really important. I have just bought uh, silver. I've not been a buyer of silver in the past. um, But I I will tell you, with what I think is coming, uh, I think gold is going to be so expensive that nobody's going to be able. Hey, can you break this coin? You know, I just it's a ten thousand dollar coin. Can you have change? No. No, I think you're going to need silver. So you could purchase silver outright, which I have done, but you can also get it for free with the purchase of any gold product now. 866-GOLDLINE is the number. You can visit their website at goldline.com or call 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE, they're standing by to take your call right now. Make sure you're talking to the right company. The only one I trust is Goldline at goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE. Steve Dace, Stuber Gear, head to head steel cage match. Why do you keep talking <laughs> no, about I, this? I, I don't understand your promotion of because this segment. Steve, he hates you. Oh, he okay. hates you. He thinks you're completely wrong on this. He's not alone. Uh, so I just want to, I just want to get the both of you on to see what you agree on and what you disagree on, and where the differences are. Because I get a happy vibe. From Steve. <laughs> I get a very s- sad vibe from Stu. Hmm. Uh, and I, I, want, I just want some hope in my life. So if you both agree with what Stu says in the end, please spin it in such a way, you know, I'm not buying the stool. I already have the rope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Donald Trump is going to win by 45 points. That's okay, my prediction. Okay, I'm good. And mm-hmm. we keep the Senate? Uh, oh, gosh. They're going to have all the senators. Even the ones not even running, they're going to resign and get okay. appointed to be Republicans. Wow, that's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, start with the... Let's start with a happy talk and the good news. Tell me why we shouldn't believe the polls and which polls are accurate. You know, I, I just goes to show you how weird this year is that I am now where America goes for optimism. I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, know. I know the feeling. They came to me. They came to me for common sense. You just recently yeah. like, well, we want him to explain it. What? That's how screwed up you are. <laughs> This is usually the stage of the election when you all put me in a closet so I don't ruin this thing down the stretch. (laughs) But but the reality is that the methodologies are just deeply flawed. And I think we could have two separate debates. Who's going to win the election and are the polls correct? And I just look at just this morning, uh, three of the last four polls that were included in the RCP average, real clear politics polling average. Are, are, are putting Donald Trump in the danger zone of breaking Herbert Hoover's record for the worst popular vote finish in the two-party era when it was just a two-man race of an incumbent president. He got 39.7%. You look at the base energy Donald Trump has. You look at the energy of the crowds that he can draw. Uh, you look at where the unemployment numbers are. Uh, I think we're going to get a massive economic growth report here at the end of this month. There's just no way possible Donald Trump is going to hover anywhere near on a le- and then how polarized the country is, how radicalized the opposition is. There's no way he's getting a Herbert Hoover like popular vote percentage. And I just go back to 2008. I mean, 
Guys, tell me right now, right now, which campaign do you think, if you didn't look at a poll, if you looked at every other metric, which campaign do you think was in better shape at this stage? Without a... McCain 2008 or Trump 2020? Which one? Which, wait, wait, wait. Which one? Trump 2020 or McCain yeah. 2008. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely Trump 2020. Well, the good news for you is the real clear politics polling average at this point had John McCain about three and a half points better than it has Donald Trump. So at the, at the, and, and that, in that election, Barack Obama got the biggest Democratic presidential election victory since LBJ's historic romp in 1964. So then to me, we're starting from a baseline, Glenn, that the polls are at least wrong, that Donald Trump is at least in as good of shape as John McCain was in 2008. And then we can debate how much better shape from there. I will tell you that I think it is possible to see now, now not with the historic reasons uh, of Obama, but I think there is in the GOP, the kind of momentum that, that uh, Barack Obama had in the democratic party, not the crossover independence. I'm not talking about that, but the people who are in the party there's I think there is the kind of he's got to win kind of attitude uh, that Obama had in the this is going to be great historic. You've got to vote for him because what it says about you in history. I think that's the same kind of momentum. I agree. I know. I think the momentum is there on the opposite of that as well. He's got to lose or America is over. And I, I think both of those dynamics are at play. You look at the um, you look at the, the re- voter registration energy on the Republican side all over the country. Republicans are actually winning early voting right now. Never happened as far as I, I that I can ever remember. Uh, and and but you look at the amount of money Democrat candidates are raising all over the country. It's insane amounts of money. I think that just further proves this isn't going to be some historic twelve point popular vote margin loss. It's not even going to be some historic. I mean, Barack Obama, I just said, had the biggest win since 1964. He won the popular vote by seven points. Joe Biden's going to do better than that. And against a sitting president with this kind of loyalty amongst his own base, there's no way that's going to happen. So I'm not arguing that Trump is going to win. I can't bet political futures in Iowa. If I could and you gave me plus 160 or plus 200, I'd absolutely (laughs) put 100 or something on Trump. Would I do it straight up? No. Okay, but if you were going to give me value odds, yeah, you bet I would bet him. But that's a different question to are the polls right? Okay, those methodologies are flawed, clearly. All right. Before we get into the methodologies, Stu, (laughs) comment on what he just said, because those are good points. Yeah. And I think I I don't think there's much there that I disagree with. I don't believe it's going to wind up a 12 point. I mean, these there are polls out there that are showing that. But I, I I don't think that's going to be the reality. Um, you know, the the average poll right now is around what's what's the RCP at right now uh, is seven or eight. Uh, it's it's increased a little bit since that debate, but it's been bouncing around in the high single digits, basically. Um, I, I do think we'll see some narrowing before Election Day. I'd be surprised if Donald Trump loses by more than John McCain. I think Steve's right on that. Like, I mean, my impression not looking at a poll would be that they're in better shape. But again, he you know, this has bounced perfectly for joe biden you know i mean what is donald trump's best strength as a campaigner large in-person rallies Mm -hmm. he's tried to do that but for Mm -hmm. most of the year they've basically been illegal 
right? He's he's ha- he's in the middle of the you know the the pandemic and all of the things that that bring along. But it doesn't only bring along, bring along negative things like you know economic despair and all of that with with Trump. It also brings out incredibly positive things for Joe Biden in that you can hide him. I mean, they've been able to literally hide this guy. I, I don't know if you've seen a single crowd of Joe Bidens. They yeah. just they, they they show them at an in an airport hangar and they never show the crowd because there's nobody there. Yeah. And, you know, I think Trump entered the first debate with an opportunity to change the narrative and, and take him from a place where he was, I think, throughout the summer which was behind, but, you know, within striking distance with a couple of big, good, positive events. And he had three of, three of these debates to go. The first one, it's, you know, we, we all covered it together. We all thought it was a terrible debate. Uh, and it seems to have affected the polls in a negative way for Trump. Debate number two gets canceled because Trump's got the coronavirus. Uh, and d- debate three is, I mean, it's supposed to happen next week, but is it? I mean, who even knows? Mm-hmm. We're now seeing that Kamala Harris has, has uh, people who are traveling with her that have tested positive for coronavirus. So would you be shocked in the least no. if Joe Biden, again, this is one of the th- reasons I don't understand what Trump was doing tonight. You have an opportunity. Joe Biden is going on television for a length, a, a period of time and actually going to talk in front of the camera. The last thing in the world I want people to do is to not see that. And now Donald Trump is on another network. Who's going with Savannah Guthrie? With Savannah Guthrie, who hates him, who hates his guts. Like, I, if I was Donald Trump, I would walk out on stage with a television with ABC's broadcast of Joe Biden and just hold it up to the camera and hope people watched that. <laughs> because honestly, like, people know who Donald Trump is. They need the problem. I think that Trump has here is that people, unlike 2016, where they hated Hillary Clinton, they don't have that visceral hatred uh, for Joe Biden. And he's just a non-factor. So okay. they're looking we, at Trump and trying to guard it. And I, so I, I would agree with Steve that there, are, there have been some outlier polls. I think the, the, the ones in double digits, I just don't believe. I think I'm with Steve. I just inherently don't believe them. All right. So I want to get to methodology because that's where Stu always, you live there. And so does Steve. Oh, yeah. Steve was um, uh, a, a campaign guy who used to, you know, commission polls. And he reads them, uh, you know, he used to for a living. He knows what they mean. Uh, and Stu has done the same over the 20 years that I've been with him. And he, I, I want to see where you agree and disagree on the polls and their methodology. We'll get to that here in 60 seconds. Stand by. Our uh, sponsor is Real Estate Agents I Trust. If you're one of those homeowners trying to buy or sell a home or both, you probably discovered by now that uh, you've got a major undertaking on your hands. Almost nothing about getting a house ready to put on the market is easy if you're doing it the right way. And negotiating a sale when you're wanting to buy is also not as easy as it sounds. This is why we started Real Estate Agents at itrust.com. Been through a number of these situations, and it's easy to be disappointed in the process. Uh, and you frequently will get the wrong real estate agent where you really regret it in the end. When you have a great real estate agent, he or she is going to put you in contact with everyone you need to get the things where you need them to be, or she's going to, you know, or he's going to work tirelessly to get the best possible deal on your home purchase and on the home sale. Don't take my word for it. Go and check them out for yourself. This is a free service to you. Find the right real estate agent in your area at realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. 10 seconds, station ID. 
Yes, it's point counterpoint. Uh, with a good guy and a bad guy. You decide which is which. <laughs> I always get to be the bad guy. <laughs> Here's the point uh, on on the uh, methodology with Steve Dace. Steve, I'm are you here. Still, yeah. Are you still there? Uh, okay, bad. so yes. so okay. tell tell me about the methodology and where you think these polls are falling apart, and if there are any polls that you trust. Well. I, I trust methodologies, not brands. I, I need to know. It's similar to when I looked at COVID models earlier this year. I didn't say I'm an epidemiologist. I just said these models are bad. Those are two different questions. Okay. Same thing here. Uh, when you have a model, and that's what a poll is, it's a model. A, a poll is uh, assumptions and premise and logic have to add up to the conclusion. And then you got to be able to reverse engineer it. Meaning that when I see your conclusion and then I go backwards and look at how you arrived at that conclusion, it makes sense to me. So let me let me give you two polls and brands that a lot of conservative audiences trust. In 2016, Rasmussen was the most accurate national poll. Last week, it put out a poll that had Trump down by 12 points and it had him with only getting only getting 76 percent of Republican voters, despite the fact he's averaged an 87 percent approval rating throughout his presidency with Republicans, despite the fact that four years ago, Glenn, he faced guys like you, me, and not the fake conservatives, but real ones like you, me, Ben Shapiro, that didn't want to vote for him four years ago, that he doesn't face this time. And, and they said he's going to get one out of basically one out of every four Republicans. That would be the worst by a Republican president since George H.W. Bush in 1992, who had Ross Perot. That's clearly not going to happen. And that 12 point decline of Republican voters from 2016 was their entire top line result of Biden plus 12. And then look at the most recent Fox poll. So Fox has a poll and, and here's their dual headline uh, from Fox News. Biden widens lead, but people but the but Trump widens the gap of people who think he's going to win. If if I if I was doing a poll and I asked people, hey, who do you think is going to win? And it was like 30 point swing difference or 25 point swing difference from what I was going to weight my top line results, I'd fire myself for that, okay? <laughs> I mean, I cannot believe Fox News published that garbage. It, one of those things has, both, both those things, Glenn, can be false. One of them can be true and the other false. They cannot both simultaneously, though, be true. Yeah, I mean, there's been some polls I've seen where he's outperforming every Republican among Hispanic and black voters uh, over the past several decades. And he's down by eight and 10 and 12 points. Um, I think, though, like when you look at this as a whole, right, Like, because I think I see these same results, I think, as Steve is seeing. And we're maybe looking at slightly different things. He may be very right. I believe the final vote will not be 10 or 12 points. Mm -hmm. However... There's a lot of room bef between uh, um, there's a polling error and Donald Trump winning this election. There's a significant there's two different gap. issues. But he, he, here's why I'm yeah. I don't disagree with any of your analysis. I mean, I could Stu, I could come back with a, with a counter pro Trump analysis, but mm -hmm. it would be really splitting hairs. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm zeroing in on these methodologies, because I think these methodologies are the same thing as the bad, corrupt COVID models we got earlier this year. It's a psyop. It is trying to convince you. Don't believe what your eyes see. Yes, Trump pulled in 25,000 people down the street from me last night, and 30% of them were registered Democrats. Don't believe any of that. Don't believe any of that. Here's our poll the next morning. He's going to lose by 12 points. Just like throw out the laws of immunology, virology, and biology. Antibodies doesn't mean you're immune anymore. There's no T-cell immunity. What is it? We don't know. Never heard of it. It's the same thing. That, that's why I'm zeroed in on the models. 
Because I think what it is is a PSYOP operation, just like the COVID doomsday IHME models and, do, and, and Imperial College models were the same. It's, the, it's a model with the intent of generating a policy result. That's what we saw with COVID. And this is a model with an intent of generating an outcome electoral result. That's what I think you're seeing right now. All right. So then let's go here. What do you think is going to happen? What's, what, do you, what does your gut tell you is going to happen? If I worked on the Trump campaign, this would be my brutally honest analysis. Mr. President, I really believe whatever items are trending on social media the day before the election will determine whose narrative is driving out turnout. I think it's a very volatile election. I think it's all driven by negatives and no aspirational or no inspirational aspects at all. And therefore, I think on a given day, my prediction of who would win this election would be determined by what stories are trending, what narratives are trending, whoever's dumbest last loses. I really believe that. I think that could be a four or five point swing right there within 24 hours. And I think, you know, one of the because you mentioned the the impact on on the way these polls are going for a, a lot of people. And I think that's it's true. A lot of people are, are, are looking at this. Oh, maybe it's hopeless and maybe I won't go. I do see the opposite too on conservative media, and this is not uh, for, not what Steve's doing here at all. He's doing a, obviously a much more detailed analysis. But there's a lot of like social media people on the conservative side who are kind of giving this idea that like, look, in 2016, everybody said the polls are wrong, and that you know, look, they were wrong last time, and they're going to be wrong again this time. And this idea that like the Democrats are going to be sobbing into their into their arms, and they're going to be all their tears are going to be piling up in the streets, and we're all going to laugh at them. And I don't think that a lot of people, at least, um, you know, real hardcore Trump supporters who are on a lot of social media have the idea that this is where this is. Like, there is a point here that Donald Trump needs to do what Steve's talking about, right? He needs to be on the right side of these late breaking issues. It's, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a thing where Trump is killing, is crushing this and winning by a, a ton as it's well, presented by so many on, on the right. And I, I feel like the opposite psychological thing might happen where conservatives are like wow they all said it was wrong last time what do i need to do i don't need to go out and knock on that last door i, I don't need single, to make those extra phone calls i haven't met a conservative yet that feels that way yeah, I, it's I all met, over social media for sure well that's that's unfortunate i have met people who think he's gonna win but they always go he's gonna win right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. uh and that's different than ah he's gonna win no it's 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 a feeling that they see the momentum behind Trump, but they also see the opposition uh, to all things. It's, I mean, you, you say it matters what's in the news and what's cycling in the news. That's why Twitter and Facebook are shutting down any story from the New York Post mm. on, uh, on Joe Biden. Uh, Steve, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again. He follows this program on Blaze Radio Network. This is the Glenn Beck program. And Blaze TV. Uh, you, you can check it out there, too. You're right. Mm-hmm. So if you have a uh, timeshare, mm, do you remember, Do you remember Stu, have you ever thought about a timeshare? Have you ever thought? Yeah, I went to one of those meetings yeah. where they're like, hey, we'll give you a free trip to Orlando. <laughs> yeah, I know. If yeah. you just listen to us pester yeah. you. Yeah. I've, we I've, never actually pulled the trigger. Thank yeah, you. we never pulled the trigger either, but we did do that. If you pulled the trigger, you know, probably, I mean, unless it's a Disney one, you probably made a mistake. Uh, the peace of mind that you would have to be able to get out of that, especially now that we have the maintenance fee season coming up. Oh, it's your favorite season of the year. 
You need to schedule a free consultation with the expert advisors at Timeshare Termination Team. They don't take you on unless they know they can get you out. It's like 100% uh, uh, termination uh, record. It's the Timeshare Termination Team right now. You can go there, timeshareterminationteam.com, or call 888-GET-YOU-OUT, 888-GET-YOU-OUT, or 888-438-8688. TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. Put that in your rearview mirror. You can get Steve Dace every single day, by the way, at BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code SAVEOURELECTION, and you'll save 20 bucks off your subscription. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, as I said at the beginning of the hour, I'm in, I'm in no mood today. I'm tired. I'm really cranky. I've got a headache. Uh, and I don't think my mood is going to improve because uh, we have Congressman Chris Stewart on. And Chris, I just want to remind everybody that Chris <laughs> Chris wrote a series uh, for me uh, called uh, Wrath and Righteousness, which was about <laughs> which is about the end of the world. Pretty much. Uh, so I'm not looking I'm not looking to be cheered up uh, by uh, Chris Stewart. Hi, Chris. How are you? Glenn, I'm here just to spread sunshine for you. Man. <laughs> I bet you are. I bet you are. Uh, y- you wrote in about a half hour ago uh, and you were listening to the editor of the uh, New York Post talking about what's happening with their story on on uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and how it is being squashed by Facebook and Twitter. Um, Last night, I did a show just on the facts of what was going on that we know of now. All of the news, local news stories of all of the ballots that are screwed up and all of the issues that are going on. (laughs) We were squashed uh, by Twitter in our promotion of it. We knew that they would squash us and flag us if we aired the show on YouTube, but we couldn't even promote it, Chris. We couldn't even promote it on Twitter. This is yeah. This is out of control, uh, and it's only going to get worse the closer we get to the election. Yeah, and then the election after that, and then the election after that. Oh, and, you know, oh that's cute. Glenn, you still think there's going to be yeah. elections after that? all right yeah yeah so you know i think there's two interesting things maybe three things worth commenting on one is there's there's two great stories here one is the allegations themselves about hunter biden and i'm just going to laugh my head off if this information comes forward because carmelo and the whistleblower and adam schiff proceeded with this impeachment six months ago Mm because if we wouldn't have done that then we wouldn't be talking about this Mm mm-hmm I think that's, that's one of the first things we have to discover is how much of that is true and how involved was, was vice president. But to the topic, a, a lot of people are looking at Section 230 and saying, you know, that's that is perhaps the answer to make them hold them legally responsible, liable. But as I said in my text to you, Glenn, I don't think it's enough. And my evidence of that is that you have other public news media organizations that are under those restrictions, and it certainly doesn't confine them. They don't hold a, a truly public forum. I mean, they're better than Twitter. They don't actively suppress, but they certainly are malicious and they manipulate. I really think the answer to this is you have to define them as being part of the public square. 
And a, a Supreme Court finding in 2017 began that. It said basically the First Amendment protects access to the Internet. An extension of that would be saying that Twitter and Facebook and others are operating in the public square. They therefore cannot suppress or throttle free speech. I think that's really the only answer. So how does that how would that um, work exactly? Because. Uh, would they be able to, you know, suppress child porn then? I guess it's what our standards are. We go into that kind of like the FCC, what public standards are. I don't think we yeah, have any. And I think, well, um, but I do think that's the, that's the beginning position. You treat them like you would, and you do have public standards. You do have community standards. You hold them accountable to those community standards regarding porn or violence. But other than that, they have no ability, no legal standing or protections for suppressing free speech. And, and I don't think that's difficult to do. And Glenn, I got to tell you, I mean, I'm not an attorney and I'm proud to say that, but <laughs> you and I both operate in the, in the public sphere. We're just trying to figure this out. But a lot of us are because this has become just more and more frustrating, more and more obvious over the last few years. And, and, and so we have to define the law in a way that I think addresses a problem that didn't exist a few years ago. A few years ago, you didn't have a handful of companies that had amassed essentially monopoly power over the flow of information. And we're going to have to create law that addresses that. And if I could, Glenn, just very quickly as well, again, in my communications to you, I was saying I, I have encouraged the president to move over to Parley or par, parlor, however we pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> parlor, yeah. And, and, and if you were to do that, I mean, immediately all 80 millions of his followers were, all of the media would, uh, most political figures would, and you would have two sources of information. You would have kind of two Americas, as you said, but at least we would have one source that wasn't being throttled until we can define this and fix this legislatively or legally, which I hope that we can. But I would rather have two sources and have them kind of overlap each other than to have one source and it, it being suppressed all the time. Chris, what how much trouble uh is the nation in if the left wins the presidency and the uh senate Senate, you know i think the most important man in america then becomes senator uh mansion from west virginia and whether he would support the filibuster because if if they if they take the senate it's going to be by one one, I can't even imagine two votes. I think it's going to be a 50-50 or 49. In which case, he has said, and by the way, so has Senator Feinstein earlier, although she'll cave like, like a cheap oh, yeah. suit, as they say. But whether the West Virginia senator will hold to what he said, that I will not support eliminating a filibuster. If he and others cave and they eliminate the filibuster, then everything that you've suggested happens in the first six months. And look, I'm happy to talk about tax policy or immigration policy or whatever the policy. And we can have that debate and we can have that political fight. But if you change the rules so that Republicans can can never be in power again. And, and a lot of people say, well, if they pack the court, well, then when we get power, we're going to increase the you number. Won't of get power. No, we won't, because we'll never have power again. Yeah, you will never have a Republican majority in the Senate ever again if they eliminate the filibuster. And if they do what they've said they're going to do, bring in Puerto Rico, New York, allow those who came here illegally to vote, Look, eliminate the Electoral College. Every, every base of power that Republicans have is gone. So then what? 
Well, then we go back and, and finish our book about the end of the world. <laughs> I've actually, I don't know about you, Chris, uh, and you probably don't want to comment on this, but I've actually come to a place to where I could see that the Lord could come in the next 10 years. I mean, we're, I think we're seeing the fulfillment of, of prophecy happening right now. Everybody has said that for 3,000 years, but, uh, or at least the 2,000 years for the second coming. But, uh, you know, no man's going to know, yada, yada, yada. But I could actually see it, and it's actually cheering me up. That's how bad it is. And I actually look at it and go, yeah, well, that's a good end. I mean, I like that. I would only yeah. have to go through seven years of tribulation. Then <laughs> That's not a good yeah. thing. <laughs> well, you know, Glenn, I will say this. What a great time to be alive because you and I and others get to fight when it really matters. And it really matters now. And the second thing I'd say is uh, the, the, the acceleration of change is what frightens people. And people would have said, well, I could see the end days coming in, you know, 100 years or 50 years. And now they don't feel like that because things are changing so quickly. There's a great, uh, a great kind of saying that I first heard when I was in Israel. It's very common there, apparently. The fact that it hasn't happened before doesn't mean that it will never happen. And that's kind of the day we're in now. We're expecting things that have never happened before. And we're not terribly surprised when we see it because we just accept it. Hey, these are strange times we live. Hmm. Chris, thank you. Thank you so much. Are you, are you, do you want to make a, a prediction at all on, on how things turn out here on election day? Do you have confidence? that? Yeah, I, I, I do, Glenn, actually. And I'm not being Pollyannish. Uh, you know, I'm not just reading the good news and ignoring the bad. I think November 3rd is going to surprise a lot of people. And, and I've said this to the president, I've said it to his team. Uh, I think he's going to do fine. Uh, and I think, I think we're going to do okay in the Senate. I, so I, I have not abandoned all hope. Good. I, I am very concerned uh, that, you know, uh, Bill Barr and Durham, they have, they, I mean, the evidence is overwhelming now. And if this doesn't happen and Donald Trump loses, we, we become the deep state. I mean, is there any doubt in your mind? What What's happening no. Oh, my gosh, Glenn, how many times have we talked about that? I mean, I, sitting on the House Intel Committee and looking at things for, that we've known for four years that we couldn't talk about because we actually honor our, our, our commitment to not leak classified mm-hmm. information. And listen to day after day after day as Adam Schiff and others go out and lie about it. And we know they were lying because we know the truth now. Uh, and so, you know, I'm a huge cheerleader for Attorney General Barr. Uh, I, I'm frustrated and disappointed, as is the president, a lot of Americans, that he hasn't released his report yet. I think the reason he's doing that is he's building a legal case, not a political case. I think if the president were to lose his reelection, the attorney general would be compelled then to release everything that he has, because he would know that the next administration is going to take that and bury it. Garbage. Oh, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that he would. Uh, my hope, though, is that the president wins and that he finishes the work and we actually have a legal proceeding and he builds a case that we can hold them accountable legally and not just politically and say, yeah. well, here's what these malicious. I uh, uh, almost swore there, Glenn, it was a close one. And we need to have them hire attorneys. <laughs> Well, I will tell you, I didn't want this to be a political thing. I, I am. I want it to come out now because I don't think it's going to uh, if he loses, it's we're doomed. 
but I think if it comes out right now, I think it's going to be dismissed. It needs to come out, and I'm glad we're building a case, and I hope very high-level people go to jail or pay, pay dearly for what has happened because this is – the deep state is, is, uh, is, I believe, in control now of – of so much and they don't care about what a congressman or a senator or the president of the united states says they just keep going no doubt about it and and uh, meanwhile in fairyland uh director comey continues to teach a course of ethical leadership in virginia and yeah unbelievable chris thank you so much appreciate it that's congressman you you bet congressman Chris Stewart from the great state of uh, Utah. Hmm. I know Chris well enough to know uh, that he would not tell you he was hopeful if he wasn't. So that's good news. He's uh, he was better than uh, you were, Stu, half hour ago. (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. (laughs) Uh, Tom, I want to tell you about Tom. He hails from Texas. Uh, He is really active or at least he was until a few years ago his lower back and his left hip started bothering him at first he just ignored it he's a driven driven guy but eventually he just couldn't do it anymore he tried a number of things to help with the pain nothing seemed to work a few things that seemed like they would left him feeling drug and out of uh, you know out of sorts and weird he uh was starting to despair a little bit he was like geez i'm I mean, I guess this is it. Um, A few weeks uh, of taking relief factor, Tom said the pain was almost completely gone. Tom is back on his feet and back at it. He's got his life back. Relief factor is not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Try the three-week quick start now, 1995. Honestly, you don't have anything to lose. It is so great. It's Relief Factor. I take it three times a day. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Or call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So, uh... You know, if you're a longtime listener, you probably know I'm a hermit. Okay, I go home, I spend time with my family, not enough time even with my kids, uh, and I just stay at home. I would never leave my house if I didn't have to. Um, And uh, I just don't, because I don't like small talk, okay? Small talk drives me out of my mind. You complained about the quarantine, but you kind of liked it. Oh, I liked it. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Mm -hmm. In the end, I want to be able to leave. Right, right. I just don't want to leave. You know what I mean? (laughs) So so my son-in-law has uh, become friends with all my neighbors, and I I don't know any of my neighbors. And so they're all all like, what is up with your father-in-law, man? He's like, we, no one no one here knows him Mm -hmm. and uh and they were like we're all fans we listen all the time and he's like ah my my father was weird uh he doesn't he just doesn't go out yeah Mm -hmm. he just stays at home and so i finally went out with a with him and you know met all my neighbors and it was like i don't know 20 guys that all got together and they were all fans and everything else uh and uh and so we were just sitting down and we were talking and they said ah you canceled last time and uh I think his name is Patrick Mahoney. 
uh, yeah, was supposed to come. You were the worst person on yeah. earth. You, are, you should not be allowed in the country after well, saying that. Well, I realize. Patrick Mahomes, is that what Patrick you're trying to Mahomes, say? Patrick Mahomes, that's him. Yeah. So oh, you are the like, worst. So I hate you. So he's. So they said, Patrick Mahomes is coming. And I it was, was supposed to come. A friend was going to bring Patrick Mahomes. And I said, oh. And that was my reaction. Oh. So I didn't know mm-hmm. who it was. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of <laughs> looked at me. And I said. Should I know who Patrick Mahomes is? <laughs> the entire Ow. room just stopped. Just stopped. I mean, it was it was like those EF Putton commercials, but for the wrong reasons. Right. When Glenn Beck says, should I know who Patrick Mahomes is? Mm-hmm. People listen. Right. Yeah. And, and, and they were like, no, you're kidding. And I heard my son from behind me go, he's not. He has no idea. Incredible. Uh, Incredible. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I made it worse. I said, oh, is he the guy who just signed a contract and he was praising his dad? Uh, that, that thing that went viral. That's the thing he's known for. Yeah. And they were like. a contract and praising his dad. No, that's not him. Mm-hmm. He's the one that. And then they started talking down to me. He's the one that signed the biggest sports contract in the history of the world. $503 million total value. Kind of a deep. That was a big. Of, it was a big news story. I will it was, say it was a big not for news me. story. No, not, not for me. For you. That's why I don't go out. That's why I don't yeah. go out. I I have very limited scope. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. I could. I, why don't we talk about Winslow Homer? No, no, no one was interested. No one was interested. No one in was that. interested. The Super Bowl winning so, MVP. Yeah, contract, the best quarterback at NFL. Or best it's weird. Season I got NFL history, all likely. of that information at After, once. Okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had like twenty guys all saying all of those little pieces of information mm-hmm. all at the same time. Yeah, so it and was, you retained it, I'm sure, especially when you called him Patrick Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> you are the I really worst. That was, that How are you, a I, man? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They they almost uh, castrated me and said we're taking these and saving them for somebody else because <laughs> you're clearly not using them. <laughs>